0: Grace and peace to you from God, our Father, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The word from God through which the Holy Spirit brings us to our newborn Savior is Numbers chapter 24, verse 17. I see him, but not now. I behold him, but not near. A star will come out of Jacob. A scepter will rise out of Israel. This is the word of our Lord. Please be seated. Dear friends in Christ Jesus, fellow saints, washed clean in the blood of our risen Savior. My thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Bible history again and again shows how true those words from Isaiah 55 are. Just think about the circumstances surrounding our Savior's birth. Would any of us have planned it that way? None of us would choose to lay our newborn in a trough where animals had fed. That was God's way for His Son. And maybe we would have thought of sending angels, but would we have thought of sending them to no named shepherds out in the country where no one else could see them? No, God's ways are not our ways. But, dear friends, God's way does not fail. That's the theme we want to take to heart here today as, as we look at this word of prophecy in Numbers chapter 24. God's way does not fail. And that that is something especially to keep in mind when we want to cry out, Why God? Why this way? It's too hard for me. Then remember, remember, God's way does not fail. Even though we may not be able to figure it out or imagine how it could ever succeed, the truth remains. His way does not fail. And, And we see that as we look at Numbers 24, In the surrounding context. Now I'm sure you've heard these words of prophecy many times before. And you know how they're fulfilled in in our Savior Jesus Christ. But let's think about the context around those words in Numbers 24. And see just how amazing God's way is. So far beyond our understanding and yet his way does not fail. You see what makes this prophecy so unusual. Is that. It wasn't spoken by the Lord himself directly like he spoke the promises of the Savior to Adam and Eve or to Abraham. And it wasn't spoken through one of the believing prophets of Israel like Isaiah or Micah or Moses. Rather, this prophecy was spoken through the mouth of a pagan sorcerer. His name was Balaam, son of Beor. The Lord used him to speak these wonderful words. For you see, the Lord's way does not fail, even, even if it involves some most unusual circumstances. Did you remember how it all came about there? The Israelites had left Egypt about 40 years earlier. They were now ready to enter the land of Canaan, the promised land. They had already started defeating the kings on the eastern side of the Jordan. Uh, Sion, king of the Amorites, and Og, a king of Bashan. Soon they would be marching on Jericho. Now another one of those kings on the eastern side, though, was, was terrified. His people were terrified of the Israelites. He was the king of Moab. Balak was his name, son of Zippor. And he figured that if the Amorites could not stand against Israel on the battlefield, he and his people couldn't stand there either. And so he came up with a different tactic. He would hire a sorcerer to curse the Israelites. Then maybe he could prevail on the battlefield. And so he sends, King Balak sends his, his envoy to Balaam, son of Beor, over in Pethor. That night the Lord tells Balaam not to go, not to do Balak's bidding. And so Balaam sends the envoy away. But King Balak is persistent. He sends more princes, more distinguished, and offers greater gifts to Balaam. That night the Lord told Balaam he could go, but only if he did exactly what the Lord told him to do. He was to follow the Lord's way, not his own way. Well, apparently, even though Balaam outwardly agreed to that, inwardly, he was planning to do his own thing. For you see, on his way, the angel of the Lord stands in his path to kill him. He doesn't see the angel, but the the donkey he's riding does, and it veers off to the side, and that happens again a second time, and and Balaam is becoming angry. And finally, the angel is standing in a narrow part of the path, and the donkey can't get around it, and so it just sits down. And Balaam starts speeding his donkey. And then the donkey, the donkey speaks. Am I not your own donkey, which you have always ridden to this day? Have I been in the habit of doing this to you? And then the Lord opened Balaam's eyes to see the angel of the Lord. And he agreed to do it the Lord's way, not his way. When he arrives, King Balak has seven altars with sacrifices prepared, overlooking the people of Israel so that Balaam can curse them. But Balaam speaks the words the Lord gives him. He blesses Israel. They try it again a second time in a different place, again blessing for Israel, and a a third time. And Balak has become angry with Balaam. But instead of resorting to sorcery as he had done on other occasions, Balaam continued to follow the Lord's way here, And he continued to speak the words the Lord gave him. And that's when he spoke these words from Numbers 24. I see him, but not now. I behold him, but not near. A star will come out of Jacob. A scepter will rise out of Israel. Yes, people have have looked to the stars for hope throughout the ages, haven't they? Ancient astrologers tried to predict the future by the stars. People today still look at their horoscopes that are based on the stars. Modern science looks out to the stars to find new planets, new hope for when the earth is used up. And then we have those celebrities, movie stars, sports stars. How often don't they disappoint even though people look to them in hope and for inspiration? Yes, all those stars, no matter what kind of star you are talking about, all those other stars only bring a false hope. Only this star brings true hope. Yes, even though these words were spoken out of that unlikely mouth of a pagan sorcerer, even though these words were spoken three and a half millenniums ago from our time, even though we can't see how the Lord could have fulfilled all those promises. God kept His word, didn't he? he? His way did not fail. And that is why His way brings hope. Because His way does not fail. That star did come at, right, at the right time and was laid in a manger. But just think how many years had passed from the time these words were first first spoken until the time the star came. It was nearly 15 centuries. For you see, God's schedule is a schedule of grace. It's not our schedule of instant gratification. And this too helps us in our hope, doesn't it? Realizing that God's way may seem not to be working to us. It may seem to be taking forever. But don't give up hope. God's way does not fail, for He keeps His Word. Just as He kept that Word spoken in Numbers 24, so also He keeps all of His promises. And so, when our hope is built on His promises, dear friend, that hope does not disappoint, that hope does not prove false, for the Lord keeps His Word. And what good news that is for you and me, because we began life in, in darkness and how deep that darkness was. Just think of how dark night can be, a, a clou- cloudy, overcast, moonless night. And yet the darkness that you and I were born into was even worse than that. The darkness of sin, the shroud of death. But God did not make us to be creatures of the dark. Rather, He wants us to be His children of the light. Yet our inherited nature doesn't see it that way. Since everyone is born in this darkness, it just figures this is the way things are supposed to be. And our, 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 our inborn nature flees from the light, loving the darkness instead. We don't want our dark deeds exposed. We don't want the dingy nooks and crannies of our heart laid bare, our secret sins, our evil desires our self-imagined goodness. So we love the darkness, we hate the true light by nature, and rather run after the artificial lights that let us feel good about our own efforts. But the darkness and any of those artificial lights only bring death and hell, no hope, no joy, only the weeping and gnashing of teeth only unceasing burning. But look, dear friend, look. A star rises. A star shines out into that darkness we were born into. And yes, we too would have fled from the light of that star. But that star changed us. It changed you, dear friends. It changed our hearts so that you were born again. You were reborn. Yes, think of that miracle. We who had been born as children of the dark were reborn, born not of natural descent nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. John 1, 13. And so this star brings you and me hope. It brings us hope for, for that star has shattered our darkness of sin by bringing us the light of forgiveness. For He is God from God, light from light, true God from true God, the only begotten Son of the Father. He is the one that came into our dark world. In Him was life, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it, John declares in the first chapter of his Gospel. That was God's way to save you and me. And His way does not fail. That was His way. Namely, to send His Son into our darkness. To send His Son to carry our guilt. To offer Himself as a sacrifice for our sins in our place. That was His way. So that we are His redeemed children through faith in the blood of our Savior Jesus Christ. Who of us would have thought that? That was God's way. And his way does not fail. And so, also, the way that he brings that light into our hearts, personally, to you and to me, is a way that, that we would never have figured out as, as people. But it is God's powerful, effective way of doing it. Through the simple water of baptism connected with God's Word. That light, that star, first shone in your hearts. Through the plain words of Scripture. That star enlightens our minds through the ordinary bread and wine in the Lord's Supper. That star gives you His body to eat and His blood to drink for your forgiveness. Ways we would never have imagined would work, but God's way does not fail. And so also, as you go through the storms of life, when the the waves of this world Toss you around like a a sailor lost at sea and the winds blow you in every direction. Remember that the Lord's way does not fail no matter how long and dreary it may seem. Rather than looking at the storm clouds, look at the star. Look at that star that was laid in a manger for you. For just as a star shining into the night would give a seasick sailor hope, so also... That star, Jesus Christ, leads you and me safely to the heavenly harbor. Follow the star. Follow Him in faith and hope. For when we follow our own course, then we shipwreck our faith on the rocks. Rather, follow the star. Follow Jesus Christ. His way does not fail. Yes, dear Christians, walk in hope through this dark world. For God's ways do not fail even though we so often cannot make sense of them, God's ways will not fail. For that star that shines into our darkness is also the scepter. And that reminds us that His way prevails. His way is the powerful one that will conquer. For the scepter was held by the king. And that star that was laid in the manger is our King, dear friends. He is our King who has ransomed us to be His own people. He is our King who has conquered sin, Satan, and death for you by rising from the grave. He is our King and we are His people who follow Him in faith. And our King who loved you so much that He came in our human flesh and blood and offered Himself on the cross, that King who has loved you so dearly, now rules over all things. For He is the Almighty God at the Father's right hand. He rules over all things for you, His people. Just think again of how He ruled over the ways of King Balak and that pagan sorcerer Balaam. Oh, they had their plan to undo the good God wanted to do to His people. But who prevailed? The Lord prevailed, for His way does not fail. Even if He needs to use a dumb donkey in order to make things right, He's able to do it. So think of that, when you look at the manger, that lying there, it's not only the star that shines into our darkness, but also our King. Whatever you face in life, dear friends, whatever you face, look to the star. See his scepter and follow him. Amen. Please stand. The peace of God that surpasses all understanding will keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.